0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: The Unholy Trinity Podcast. Three blues. Three opinions. One Everton Podcast.
0: Welcome to episode 31 of the Unholy Trinity Podcast. Where this week we're going to be looking back at the week that was which saw us lose a derby at Anfield, and saw the end of Marco Silva. Yeah, absolutely. It's always um, it's not nice when a manager loses his job. Um, we, all, we all felt for him. Everybody at the club we supported him as best we could. And it's unfortunate that uh, you know he's lost his job, but angry results, determine um, determine that, don't they? We'll be talking over the fantastic response against
1: Chelsea. Played on for Calvert Lewin. Davis was available. Davis has got it. Davis still has it, can't finish, calvert Lewis can! And Everton have surely won it!
0: Dominic calvert Lewis has got his second, Duncan Ferguson dances down the touchline, and Everton are on the way to three points. And we're going to look ahead to the difficult trip to Old Trafford at the weekend.
1: Back with McCarthy. Jagielka into Lukaku. And uh, a real chance, yes! Oviedo. Everton
0: lead Old Trafford. So lads, where do we even begin to break down that week for Everton Football Club? Because it was an absolutely, well, it, was a week, it was a week of turmoil really until until the game yesterday, wasn't
1: it? I think unfortunately you'll have to start with the derby.
0: I was there, so spare thought for me and the other 3,000 Everton fans that were there, but if we're going to start there... All I can say is I thought we were absolutely appalling. But I thought both defences were appalling, both us mm-hmm. on Liverpool. I think if we had a bit more about us, we probably got to get something from that game. And that, that says it all really, doesn't it? But our, our defence was absolutely shocking. Yeah, I thought it
2: was a mad, a mad, mad game, wasn't it? It was, just, it was a mad week, really, wasn't it, overall. But yeah, going back to the derby, I think um, we looked really solid when we played there last year. And obviously, he's gone with the same formation that we played against Leicester, which, to a point, before Leicester changed it up, kind of surprised him, didn't it? But by doing that, I think Klopp had the inkling that we're going to set up the same way, and he exploited that massively, didn't he? Uh, that long ball exposing DB um, caught us out on far too many occasions. Because by doing that, we was pressing higher, wasn't even with the defence to compact the pitch, which worked against Leicester but obviously completely destroyed us against Liverpool. We just looked like we were going to concede every time a ball went over the top. Um, and it's just such a shame, because I think if we could have stayed solid in that game, you know, even played Schneider and obviously you know gone with four at the back, they were so bad at the back Liverpool, we probably could have got something out of the game, weirdly, even though it's weird to say that, with it being 5-2, isn't it?
1: That's, it didn't feel like a, a true derby game at all, did it? I think that's the frustrating thing, that not only did we get done tactically, but some of the goals they scored... Should never have been allowed to happen in a in, in what I would call it what should be a Merseyside derby. So particularly the Uri- the Uri- one where it comes over the top and he takes a touch with his left foot, it bounces and then he side it in. He should never be allowed that much time not on the ball. I mean, he still not, said
2: that, didn't he? he said not that in any
1: football game, but in a Merseyside yeah. derby, how he's got that much time and space and comfort to to finish in that way was just. Disgusting. It's
2: lack of pace at the back, isn't it? As well, it really is. You know, and then I know we've mentioned the Zuma thing quite a bit, even though you had a shocker against us uh, uh, yesterday. But that lack of pace at the back when you're trying to play a high line, it just exposes you completely. I think a
1: lack of commitment down the Derby as well. I think that was the most disappointing thing. Mm-hmm.
0: It was, it was a, the Derby lacked intensity, I thought, throughout. As you say, Peter, it wasn't a typical Merseyside Derby, and I find because we we tend to go go to Anfield. I'm no over and get our bed. He's tickled every single season, apart from last season. Yeah, but yeah, but apart from last season, yeah, but we still come away with the defeat. Mm-hmm. But you tend to see a little bit more unforemost form as a good as some don't you? When obviously our hope, the home fans are on top of the pitch and the, the, the will and the players on. Yeah, they, I mean, I didn't think the atmosphere was 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 greater, To be honest with you, um, I thought it was okay. Everton fans, I mean, when when both goals that we scored went in, you wouldn't know that we scored. Because it was even even when when Keane scored, and it went two one, and you you're back in the game. Make, make no mistake, you're back in the game, yeah, yeah. and it was like half fired of the world, yeah. And it was just like you know, just deflated. It was, and I think I think <clears throat> that I think the, obviously there's been issues with the manager and his team, I suppose. And if you can't get a side off from an Merseyside side derby, then there, there was something something that matter. But I think because you scored afterwards, it's five or six minutes. The the first goal went in. Mm. Um, that set the tone for the game and you can see the the players are arguing at one point, you know, yeah. people sitting next to me were shouting something towards Jordan Pickford in the first half and he's turned around and he's giving it back and you just think, you know, that just shows you where we were I think yeah. in, in terms of that moment in time. But in terms of how we set up it shows you how wrong it was, and you know Liverpool are a very good side, and it doesn't matter who they play against. This diagonal they play from the wing backs is is always on, isn't it? They're always playing it. You saw it against Bournemouth yesterday; the same thing yeah, yeah. happened again. Yeah. I think it was Henderson this time. It's a long so, pass, yeah. We've got, not we've a got long so ball. much wing backs, but yeah. the, these long balls you play over the top. You know, we, it, it did for Bournemouth yesterday. Well, the second um, highest
2: team in the league that's played long long balls. Yeah, that yeah. says it all, doesn't it? It does. It does, yeah. good,
0: but but it works, and they're very very accurate with it. But yeah. Silver's after half an hour changes it didn't sucks the off. Um, made a change brought Bernard on I and mean, forward the back and we looked at, obviously a little bit better at that particular point. But when you go in half-time um, at four two, the, the, I don't feel there's just no way back. And I mean, we had a couple of chances. Most key. I, wanted, I wanted to mention two one when we
2: had that and nothing was really made of it, which is drives you mad really. But the, the, the tackle from Van Dyke from Van Dyke on on Lewin. That for me, he asked, people were saying oh, yeah, he was shoulder to shoulder. It wasn't. He, if you look at him, he gets his foot across him as well. He this, gets his foot
1: across this, I, I watched the um, the Manchester Derby yesterday, and the penalty given for Rashford. Yeah, I don't know if you both yeah, saw it. So seen it yeah. For me, fundamentally, not that different from the Calvert Lewin chance. That, yeah. yeah,
2: I mean Calvert Lewin. Look, it was a great ball from Sadibi, uh, not Sadibi, Sorry, from Welby, who had a bit of an indifferent game. But it was a, you know, he's great at that, isn't he? He loves. It. He, he, he's put a few, and he put one in for Keane in the second half as well. then he slide rule passes. And if Calvert Lewin has a better touch there. He, he's, you know, he's, he's basically in, in, in on goal completely. But for, so, for, for me, the the,
1: the the so-called foul that's happened in both of those <clears throat> examples is exactly the same. A defender has got his body across the forward, yeah. hasn't won the ball, yeah. and has brought the forward down.
2: It's a red, also as well. It's a red. I mean, I know it's this double jeopardy thing, but apparently the ruling is only is only that uh, double jeopardy if it's kind of like um, like you know, an intentional an intentional foul. He's gone to do that, and he? he has gone to. To, to put him off, um, no, he got nowhere near the ball, did he? He's but, nowhere near it. If it
1: happens at the other end, what happens?
2: Yeah, yeah well, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, we know. We know. I mean, it's, it's a weird one because in a weird game, she's thinking we're 2 0 down here, and like you said, Mike, 2 1, we're still thinking what's going on. Mm. But that that's 2 2, it's a different yeah, game, it's is, a it? different mindset. Liverpool, some of their fans are getting touchy because mm. they know how shocking they were at the back, yeah, because their are full backs, especially Alexander Arnold. I mean, you he can see why. He gets dropped for some games. He's great going forward, but he's an absolute liability at the back, isn't the Liverpool you know defend
0: I mean? with two. They defend with two centre-halves, and that's yeah, well, it. Yeah, Stan said that last week, because he? Yeah, because they yeah. pushed the full-back so so far up, but in regards to Alexander-Arnold and Robertson, both of them could have been sent off. And I'm not... not you know, the tackle mm. on the well, Charles. I've not seen that stamp. The stamp yet. on the Charles? was... Is that accidental, accidental or not? No. no, no. Looked down and, down. and he was already on a yellow, wasn't he? Well, the, regardless of whether he... It's a red card, because yeah. it's, it's violent conduct. but yet again, you know... The, the the install Mike Dean, uh, who's kids of Liverpool fans got season tickets in the cop as the as the referee, you know you've got Atkinson on VAR, Andy Taylor's the fourth official. It was for appalling. So the, you know then there was one where Tom Davis in the first half goes down, Robertson elbows him in the head, mm. not even looked at the penalty. We've said mm. that already. There was little things. It was he was quite keen to pull Everton for things. And not so keen to pull Liverpool for things, and that's what that's what's actually not. I'm not gonna. I'm not saying that 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 cost us the game because we were so poor. I don't even think we would have got anything from the game anyway but it's things like Dan and we all called it before the game he's never been given a Merseyside derby the Anfield for a reason mm. and for me that showed that showed um, in midweek but you know let's, let's sign, and move I on mean, no, o- overall we were outclassed we, we were you know, outclassed, what, what, worry,
2: what worries me the most is that they could even you know it's even a bit of arrogance as well saying well we'll drop we'll drop mm. and, you know, we'll we'll kind of rest some of our best players and yeah. still think we'll beat you I yeah. mean that's I think that's a kick in the teeth a little bit, isn't it? Saying, like I can afford to drop these because then uh, you know I'll rest him for the next game because then Mane didn't play at all yesterday, did he? So then you think, like, it's
1: it's it's frightening, really. Absolutely frightening how they can do that and still win 5-2. Yeah. I think one of the positives for me, if you can take a positive from a, a 5-2 defeat in the Merseyside derby, was Moyes Keane. I know he didn't score, arguably he should have scored, mm-hmm. but he came on and for me he looked hungry, he looked raw and you can see he's got quality there. He you caused, can see he's yeah. got untapped potential. That he caused him yeah. problems. Okay.
0: The first thing he did, the ball was played um, to in the air, and basically he got in front of Van Dyke, held the ball up on a corner, straight away. First thing that he did, yeah. And he just, you know, he, he gave Van Dyke something to think about because he's, he's a big lad, and he's keen. You know, mm. he's 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 powerful, and he had that one, he had that chance, didn't he? Where he went, to. no, know, you know what? It's and Van Van, Van Dyke at. shouted, didn't he, when, as he kicked it? Have you seen it? Van Dyke actually shouts it. to put him off. Obviously, you're you not know allowed to do that, are you? Well, that, you do what you it's, Yeah, yeah well, no, I'm not saying not like, send him off. For, but, no, no but apparently for it's, right, it's but. like unsportsmanlike, isn't it? It's, it's not going to be, be pulled yeah. for that, you? you? know, he, he was beaten, he'd he beaten Van Dyke like, for pace. he was through. Um, and I, I mean, Manny had just said, missed a
2: sitter just before that oh, like, yeah, yeah. So yeah. then
0: you think 4-3, though. 4-3, was still probably 10 to go
2: with added time. They, they would, they would, would have, they would have got a bit
0: touchy, yeah. They were getting yeah. nervy anyway, it was it was quiet. Um and they were getting nervy you think if that one goes in the bottom corner then, then it make, it makes for a dear the incest and finish to the game but it wasn't to be and as, as I say, we, we we had many, many issues um at Anfield and it's something which which ultimately um has well ultimately cost Mahu Silva his job at the end of the day, didn't it Um so it, it went from from Anfield. Um, to to the second of the manager which and it was a strange day wasn't it thursday very it was it was it was it was a it was a day that i i was i remember sitting in work and you know you're, you're almost you're hearing things out and you're hearing things over the course of the day and you know this you know but the machines at are corner station and ken lights coming in and uh, brands at the Finch farm silver got there just after nine o'clock um, Why didn't they just meet at like a hotel
2: I, without any media? Coverage? I, I mean, I think they I think they handled the whole day yeah. really badly. Yeah. You know I mean? The, yeah.
1: the club hasn't been made to look great. I it over the no, past few days. No, not at all.
2: I mean, even there's rumours now if you read the Athletic in it that, they, that, that, that apparently that like, the players were told to stay behind. Mishiri mm. addressed them all, mm. and then some of the players you know didn't make any sort of announcement saying silver's going or anything like that. So some of the players still thought you're still going to be here, mm. and then they asked them like. Is but, there anything you want yeah. from us? And apparently it was like met with kind of like silence yeah. maybe one or two said I mean, if, like...
1: if that's true, I feel a bit embarrassed about that. Reminds you when John Barnes and Jason McAteer asked uh, the, the Tramia players what formation would you like to play? Yeah, yeah. Not yeah, long yeah. before they were both sacked. It,
0: it, it appears, it appears, it's, it's a weird one that, isn't it? Yeah. If that's the truth. It, it just yeah. appears very, very amateur and I said this on Twitter after um, Silverwood, the, the second announcement came through and I said, that, you know, if you want it, be cheated and respected on the fi- on the field. You've got to be professional, off it, And I think we just totally lacked professionalism. Um, all in all, on that particular day, I think we looked amateurish. The way it played out was appalling. And okay, you know, people know we were we were back as a Marco Silva, and we backed Marco Silva. And I don't mind speaking for us all here, because I'm sure that you you're, you're going to agree. We back Marco Silva because we wanted a bit of stability. And we wanted it to work as well more than anything else. We, we wanted the manager to be given the time to build his side to undo the mess that, they, that had come before him, you know, with the uh, Allardyce and Cooman and, and people like that. And that that's why we, we, we want these things to work. And we you know we trusted them. We saw some games last season. We were absolutely fantastic. You mm-hmm. know, we, we beat United at own four 0 We beat Chelsea. who is Arsenal we do the derby. we could have won a some park We clean sheets as well clean sheets yeah. when I went away to West Ham I looked absolutely fantastic for the whole 90 minutes could have scored five or six and that's why we, we had it we had, we had trust in the manager. Yeah, it wasn't meant to be but I do question yeah, the way that it was played out it was like a soap opera and, and we looked we looked appalling because Silver was there from nine o'clock Brand was there from early as well then Kenlake got there and it was just like it just sort of Went on and on and on, and, you, and you're waiting all day for the inevitable announcements, aren't you? And I just thought it was, was Hamlet. Do you think it
1: played out in that way because we've got so many people that are in really high leadership positions? You know, to, to sack Silver, obviously, there's Mashiri, Kenwright, Wright, uh, Baxendale, Brands.
0: Almost uh, well, a case of too many cooks. Yeah, that's why. I said. That's dude. how it comes across. I, I, I think,
2: at the end of the day, I, I think, while well, again, it's, it's rumour, it's a bit of conjecture but the Athletic reported it as well saying that brands apparently wanted him to stay. So I think that's they've had a you know, a meeting for a good few hours, haven't they? And I think they, I think that that is very much again Bill's still very much involved in he. And mm-hmm. um obviously Mashiri you'd say probably the overall decision maker, but for me, if you point a director of football with a pedigree of brands, let him do his job. Let him do his job. Let 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 him do his job. He's a football man. These guys are business people. He's a football man with all the contacts and everything else. Let him be the one that makes the ultimate decision, and let him try. You know, if he if, let him bring in his his own man in as well, because it's them two that are going to be working together. Um, and I just think you are right. It's too many cooks. I think. I think if you look at you know when other clubs have come into decent money like Chelsea, who've gone on accelerator on City, one of the big things they did is got they got they got the backroom sorted, didn't they? But they all went through growth pains. They all went through the same growth pains we're going through now. You come into a bit of money, okay, it's harder now because obviously FFP and everything else to really accelerate. But they all had the same growth pains, didn't they? They all didn't just go, right, we've got money now and start winning trophies. Didn't happen, did it? So they still took two or three years, sometimes two, two or three managers to get it right. Do you know what I mean? And I think we're in that phase at the minute. That's why this next appointment is mm-hmm. absolutely vital, isn't it? That it works.
0: You know well, I mean? well, on that, um, in terms of next appointment, Neville Southall got in touch yesterday. Uh, people, people might have seen it on Twitter. Just responded to something that we put out, and he said, "This this is the most important um, managerial appointment that we've that we've had in probably about the last twenty years." Mm-hmm. And and it's and it's definitely right. You know, we've we've got to get we've got to get this right because we we discussed Marcel Brands last week in terms of what we what we think he does and what he you know what he should be allowed to do. And He backed Marco Silva pre Leicester. I remember the interview that came out on the was at the Friday just before Marco Silva's press conference and, and he backed them. And I think that's what's, what what has happened um on that Thursday was almost as if um he's probably pushing and pushing and pushing to keep Silver in charge. And then you've got potentially Ken Wright, maybe Baxendale, in day on the sort of saying, Well no, it, it can't go on. Look where we are on the table, you know, we, we were we were bottom three at the time and, you know, I think Marcel Brands was very, very much in, in Silva's core because he's trying to build something with him. He's mm. built up a relationship with them. They've, mm. they've, they've got targets, not only for January, but probably next summer, the January after, and the summer after, because that's how Marcel Brands works.
1: And he knows the squad, and he knows he the quality of players yeah. Silva's got, and yeah. he also knows about you know the injuries and the key players well, that yeah, are
2: out. Yeah, a good point. He actually said, well, again, they wrote it in the Athletic article, but they, you know these guys are close to the club think, and they said... Um, I said this, exactly that. He said, "Look, the reason why brands wanted to keep him was because of that. Because he knows he understands football is, is a very fickle industry. Mm. The inju- injuries we've had, the the dodgy VAR decisions that we'd. I was in top top eight, you know, without those decisions. Um, and you know, the, the lack. He knows himself didn't get the targets we really wanted in the summer. Mm. So an amalgamation of all that has led to where we are now. Yeah. Um, obviously, f- you know, sport football is a confidence game, and it's so easy to go on a bad run and get out of it." Um, and that's ultimately what's cost him his job but I can see the rationale why Brands would want to keep him because yeah. despite what a lot of people have said that they probably have got a, a pretty good working relationship I think yeah. um, You know, Brand has come out and said that himself hasn't he you know, he's, he's, he's admitted to that in interviews so um, panicking and making changes is, is, isn't always the right way to go I mean you can get a bounce and we'll come on to that obviously in a second but yeah. I think you can see why the rationale why Brands wanted to keep him can't you
0: 100% and you know, he, he probably also thinks to himself, Well, I'm going to be starting again, aren't I? He's good. Mm-hmm. So, what he's built up with Silver over the last 18 months, it's, it's that reset button. And we've said this time and again, over the last probably couple of months, that famous reset button, it doesn't always work, it's does it?
1: Especially at this point in time, as yeah. Nev said, really important man- managerial appointment, we've got to get it right. Starting again, but it's a bit like going out and trying to find another Christmas turkey. Christmas Eve at half past eleven at night. You can only pick up what's what's on the shelf, can't you? And and I think a lot of Evertonians that have called for Silver's head. Yeah, fair enough. Results haven't been good enough. No one likes to see where we are on the table. But look at the managers here on that shortlist. I don't think anybody's. Overly excited or enamoured with this so-called top four. Well,
0: let's well let's let's discuss that. You know, um, in terms of what who is on the show, because the the early front runner was was David Moyes. Now you all know my opinion on David Moyes in terms of coming back to the club. I don't want him anywhere near the club because he's he's had his day. And it was and I've said this last week. He was great at the time, fa- absolutely fantastic what he did for Everton Football Club at, at that particular time. Football's moved on, we've moved on as a club. It's a different football environment. It's not going to work forget it okay but but on on that Thursday he was very much in the frame wasn't he and it was a lot of talk of Ken Megs pushing for David Moyes and we I mean we heard and we will never say who we heard this from but we heard that Kayla Moyes were literally waiting for the nod weren't they mm-hmm. they were they were holed up somewhere and and the wouldn't sign off on the deal which I thank I thank him for having his year for that. Because screams Bill out of the It does and, and I you know, I love to I absolutely adore Tim Kale, by the way. He's probably my, my favourite Everton player of the last twenty years. But it doesn't mean he's got a divine right to come in after coaching under fourteens and, and working through his badges to become Everton assistant manager. That would just be a pacifier in terms of well here's David Moyes, who a lot of you don't want, but we brought him Tim Kale as well, just just to calm his all down. No. Come on, let's let with this. We're a professional football club, we're in the Premier League, Everton Football Club. That's not how we operate. So, I was delighted when his his odds sort of went out, and he's now gone on the back burner, which is great for us. But don't rule it out yet, though, mate. No, Rose, no, listen, I, I won't do But the, the way things are going, it's not looking particularly likely. But if we go, well, to Gallardo
2: came flying in, didn't he? Yeah, he was like, like, like 34 to, to 1. 3 to 1. Yeah, yeah. and he came yeah. flying in. But apparently, hasn't he? Hasn't he, went, he went
0: down to 8 to 11 at one point, Gallardo. Uh, hasn't there been
2: noises saying now that he's still going to be doing another couple of years, is it? But he's
0: gone up to 16 to 1. So yeah. so as we're speaking now, he's 16. I wonder what drove that price there. Yeah. I wonder what that is. Well, we, yeah. we'll see. Arteta's 20 to 1. He's gone out. Pochettino apparently turned us down after an approach. We did approach Pochettino. Has that he's, been confirmed, He said, Well, down. according to the athletic, he, he turned us down, yeah. So we've asked the question whether that's it. We've asked the question to pacify people to show we've got ambition. I don't know, but apparently we've we've asked the uh, asked the question. Um if we sort of work back up towards the top of that list, so Gallardo sixteen to one, Eddie Howe fourteen to one, don't want him. Moyes is six to one. So we bear in mind he was about one to five at one point on Thursday. So he's gone down to six to one. Pereira, so Thursday night, mm. Sky Sports News reported and a lot of other media outlets were saying that Pereira was the favourite, uh, currently over in, in China, former Porto manager, um, I don't think he's going to be a particularly well suited. Take it with a pinch of salt with Sky though, you, you, they've you, got Sky Bet, Of course, yeah, of course,
2: I they, totally they, they, agree they with that. They do that to get people to throw money at, I mean his CV doesn't scream what we would want yeah. for me, I mean mm. he's you look at his background, you know what I mean? Um, he's won similar places to where Silvers won. Uh, he took, he took uh, 1860 Munich down and then before he went to China. Uh, didn't he Take over go from AVB as well when AVB pretty much won the league, didn't he, as well? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah, it doesn't scream someone like you go, yeah, get him into our club. Mm. Um, I mean, you never know, but I just think yeah, is that
1: a Sky thing it's I hard mean, to know whether he's not just leveraging us to get a, a higher deal it's rumours that he's been offered a, a 30 million contract isn't
0: it and he can sign after all I like, care to be honest with you because I don't think he'd be a good fit I really, I really don't I don't think he, he's right the top two currently are the current caretaker take in Duncan Ferguson 4-1 I'm mm. going to come on to a big dunk in a minute and, and the, a, a gentleman who was at Goodison Park yesterday spotted picture outside and um, was in the director's boxing Nico Kovac, uh, the former Bayern Munich manager, he's 7-2. to two. So
2: Just because of the fact he's at the ground? He was
0: 50-1 to one before, the, before he was spotted yesterday, apparently. He's just come right into to 7-2. to, seven to two. Make it that what you will, apparently he went to the Manchester derby as well. He was over in England and he's gone to a couple of games. It could be that. Apparently he wasn't seated particularly close to... Um, he would be was a director, wouldn't he? Really, but well, he, was, so, he wasn't, wasn't he? anywhere near Ken Light and Machiri, yeah. um, from what yeah. what has been what has been said. So he wasn't he wasn't a guest of theirs. Someone has said, but make it that what you will. I mean, I, I, I can't see you can say. Against, like, know,
2: hundred applicants for the job, apparently. Yeah,
0: yeah, but imagine imagine what some, what some of those applications <laughs> are. You know, be people who play football, manage just go as we see CV. You know, a top a the uh, ranges from you know bottom of the, of the Scottish Premier League to win the Champions League eight seasons on the run You know, it'd be, it'd be that kind of thing, but. You know, take it over with a pinch of salt. I'm sure when a lot of sides um lose a manager, there's a lot of applications, a lot of interest, And why wouldn't it be? Why, yeah. why wouldn't it be? You know, you'd be daft not to want the Everton job in a way. Um but I'm sure a lot of the old boys would be I mean, my favourite Alan pars you piped up didn't he on Thursday, Thursday Friday. One well, manager they just can't stand. So he was he was floating around. but I think yeah, it's so hard to say the most. that list you just said there.
2: Yeah, who would you want?
0: I think the the ones I'm I'm, I'm going towards. Mikel Arteta is one I would have for the sheer fact that he's worked under the best and he's highly regarded. I think he'd do he'd do a good job. And I you don't always get it where these these players or ex-players return to former clubs coming in and it works. It doesn't always work, and it's sometimes it it does more harm than good. But I think. I would take I would take Mikel Arteta. We um, look at you look. Speaking of Mikel, like it's a gamble because obviously he's not managed. Yeah. But you look at
2: what Hentaga's done at Ajax. And, he, and he worked. Yeah, but he worked under uh, Pep at Bayern, and then obviously gone on and took the Ajax job and look what he's done with them. I mean, they're a great team to watch at the minute, aren't they? Uh, mm-hmm. One of the most exciting teams in Europe. So, plus I think what Mikel would get as well is that he would get. The fans on side because he was obviously. Let's be honest, he was you know an Everton legend for in, in, in in our sort of lifetime. Um, so he'd get patience, I think, in that respect from the fans. Um, out of that list, I would probably say, I would probably want him above all the others.
0: I mean, I mean we have been linked with Ancelotti. What was his odds, mate? Do you know? Ancelotti's now gone back out because he was he was touted, wasn't he? Um, as we, we we approached him apparently uh, Friday, he's now gone to twenty five to one. So it could be one. Um, I mean, forward. I
2: mean, Peter on the same page with that one. I mean, I, if we can get someone of his pedigree, I know Mike, you're not quite the same. Uh, I don't, think, I just don't think he's a good suit.
0: I just,
2: I, I just think he's, an, he's he's one of the he's been one of the best managers
1: the last 20-30 years. I think. Thing so, is, though, I, I look at that list and I'm, I'm worried because it, all all of the candidates that I'd like at the club are big outsiders and look unlikely, and the names that are associated, the likely names, are managers that I just don't think would solve our problems. Mm. Out of those, then would you have Nickel then? Would you have Ortefter then? Well, I, I would, but it's not likely. I mean, it. He wouldn't come I mean, off. It, but you would, it, I don't think he'd come halfway through a season. I mean, it, 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 if I had my pick of any, I'd say Pochettino. Yeah, yeah, of course. I said that, didn't I, last week. If we I think had anyone would have Poch, but if, if if he's turned us down, then he's turned us yeah. down. I'd, I'd see I'd you can bite your arm off Franciolotti, but he's not going to leave Italy. No, but he's,
2: he's no Napoli are on the verge of sacking him, aren't they? Did you want? I know, but
1: he's, he's, I, I don't think he's going to leave it.
0: Mm. Did, did you, you want all yesterday because people were giving a run in commentary because we were getting beat one nil at one point. Yeah, and did you want all the, the seventh at the moment in the in the yeah. table, which which for a side like Napoli you normally it's great, great, great team every yeah. single season. You saw, you saw them at Anfield and.
2: They showed their quality in the yeah, Champions League, side, yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. And you know, he's a tactical genius. I mean, he talked about that after the Anfield game about how he, he compressed them into smaller areas and that. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he he's a classic Italian, like you know, very tactical manager, mm-hmm. and he's obviously won, you know, several Champions League titles with different clubs. So I think you know, if we can get someone of his pedigree, because he he would attract players as well just for who he is. T- to tell you me, what,
1: though, yeah. I'm going to put you both on the spot, and anyone listening to this tweet us as well and, and, and let us know your answer to this question if we go off the, the top four let's say on the odds so uh, Nico Kovac Duncan Ferguson David Moyes Pereira Well I remember please if, if you had of any of those. but if you had to pick one who would it be because let, let's, let's say if that is the four man shortlist it's going to be one of them so if it was down to you two who would you pick
2: well, uh, I don't think it's going to be one of them though, because obviously you had bloody like I said, Gallardo was in as a well, favourite only yeah, a few days, so it changes the, all the time. The, the,
1: the rumor is it's a four-man shortlist. They're the four currently at the top, so let you know, let's work on that basis.
0: I don't think I have the no, the I, I think I think I think I think I'll probably say Kovac only for the sheer fact that he's managed at a at a real high-profile club. Um, Ferg doesn't want, and he said that, which is absolutely fine. I don't want David Moyes anywhere near the, near the club and Pereira for me would not be a good fit as much as I do like the fact that he winds up um, opposition fans by looking at videos of him and so it'd be Kovac for you yeah I'd, yeah I'd have to go with him if, if that's the fall. I've got to pick from Yeah.
1: yeah Lee I
2: honestly don't know <laughs> he's abstaining <laughs> I'm sitting on this fence over here I honestly don't know out of those four I wouldn't want any of them I mean obviously like you said you can rule Duncan out of it because he says he doesn't want it yeah um, I don't think it'd be the long term solution anyway. Um, Which is
0: refreshing, by the way, just on Duncan Ferguson saying he doesn't that, have the yeah. job. I thought it was fantastic that he said it. I mean, as much as he said in the future, I'd, I'd love to have the job, but he knows he's not ready for the job. And what what a what a, a nice thing to hear uh, a caretaker manager say because how, how many times you say, oh yeah, you know, I wouldn't mind taking the job full time, and he's gone, no, oh, listen, I'd get just just take my name off that list. Mm-hmm. I've, I'll come in and I'll do a job for as long as the club want me to be the, the caretaker manager for, but. Don't consider me for the job full time. Mm. You know you're not you know you're not ready and that's absolutely fine. But, but look at us three
1: struggling mm. over you that question.
2: You, your answer
1: But I, I think I feel the same as, as you two. I wouldn't want any of those four. But the reality is if we had to pick someone, it, it'd probably have to be Kovac. Mm. But I, I think Evertonians need to get real. This is the position we're in. There's no, you know, fantastic manager ready to go. Top names like you know, Benitez, Pochettino Ancelotti, they're either tied up, comfortable on big contracts or they wouldn't want to come because we're not, we're not an attractive proposition at the moment so that leaves us with do we take a punt on an exciting foreign, foreign manager and there's been lots of tweets out there about Marco Silva Mark too but, but again that's the reality do, you know, do we take a gamble on someone with good coaching pedigree mm-hmm. or you know, do we go for someone the, the likes of Nico Kovac who's not got a great say you know, win ratio but he's experienced and we'd be taking another chance
2: I know, well, I was at a lunch um, uh, over on the world we on, on Friday with, with Tony Cotty and I had a chat with him. Um, and he, and he, you know, the names he was throwing out was like, well, I definitely uh, why, why don't we get someone like an Everson type manager like Sean Dyche, or and then I said, well, no I, I, would, I wouldn't really feel that. I don't think many fans would want that Tony. And he's, but you know, someone like him, or you know, a, a lifelong Everton fan like Eddie Howe, things like that. And I'm just thinking like. But deal, yeah, mate. I mean, like, who do you want to say? This I would have none of those two at all. Um, I, think, I think it shows how, that's how, how he think was think. thinking. That was his mindset, I and mean, that's an Everton style manager. Like, Deich is his number one choice.
0: I mean, I'm thinking like, but Tony many in that yeah. media world, and you know, you you see Osman yesterday when he was getting interviewed for BC Sports, and he put him on the spot. Um, our favorite, kiss Sutton, talking nonsense as per usual, but saying because he he said Alex Neil kiss Sutton. So tells you all that you need to know about him. But Osmond was pushing for the, the, the David Moyes agenda again. And it's just, he, he, needs to, he needs to just move on. We're not David Moyes Evan anymore. He was his best mate. He, he was, yeah, because, because he probably knows he can get, get a job out of it. And that, and that sounds really shallow. Yeah. But that's how I feel about the, the old boys pushing for Moyes. Because he had his time and it was great in terms of what he did. And the only thing lacking from it, his time was a trophy. And I mean we could, we could have won one at some point. But Striker. Well, yeah. But... He had his day. So stop pushing the Moose agenda. And this this comes from a lot of people within the media. They don't understand what Everton Football Club is and what the fans want. And that is that is the problem with with, these, um, with the with the centralised media for me. They, they are so out to of touch with, with Everton because they spend so much time up the backsides of your Liverpool's, mm. your Man City's, your United's Arsenal, Chelsea's, Tottenham. That's that's how it is. Um, but time will tell, you know, I, I fully expect a decision probably in the next seven to ten days. Um, I think we've probably been given a little bit more time because of what happened against Chelsea yesterday. Yeah, that will help. It will it, give it will give fact the boat. We pushed out the top. Oh, sorry, the bottom, the top, the top three. Yeah, the <laughs> bottom, the bottom three. <laughs> it, it will do. Your telly's upside down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was. It, it, it will do, and, and that's what we're going to come on to now because yesterday, Duncan Ferguson has put in a fantastic performance against Chelsea. So stick with us, and we we'll be back in about thirty seconds. Give it everything, together. Welcome back to the second part of this week's Unholy Trinity podcast, where we're going to look back at a, an absolutely fantastic performance and a fantastic reaction against Chelsea. Um, and it was a—it was a game pre-match and also during the match and post-match, which is absolutely full of something that we've lacked maybe for a little bit of a bit of time. And that was emotion, and the, the one reason for that was a certain man called Duncan Ferguson.
1: Yeah, it was a million miles away from the uh, from the Merseyside derby, wasn't it? Um, I, I think probably like most Evertonians, I had mixed feelings watching watching the game and the performance because we were such a, it was such a team performance. We were so aggressive, we were so organised. It was full of heart and spirit. Fans were completely behind the team, and I think I felt really proud of the team. I felt really proud of Ferguson, but. I also thought, where's this been? You know, for the past few weeks.
0: As, as a lot of people, a lot of people said the same. Whether it be pundits on the um, on the radio, on the television, um, a lot of people asked the same question, and we said to we said to people this morning um, on Twitter about obviously the thoughts on the game yesterday, and obviously Dublin Ferguson, and, and a former guest of the show, um, Matty Dillon, said loved everything about yesterday. a friend of us kept on saying to him all night why didn't they put in the same amount of effort when marco was in charge and it's always something which is is legal the players and throwing at players when a manager does depart and then we we have this instant reaction you see it so many times don't you when when the manager changes hands and especially when you've got a character as big as duncan ferguson who then takes over the reins for this this short period of time it has this this instant impact and that Theo Walker said post match about the fact that he, he he lifted them up and he picked them up and reminded them what it was like to play uh, for a Football mm. Club and, and and but you do question well it was no different to so a week ago especially with that team
1: mm. Mike because you know when yeah. you see that team on paper no Yerry Mina obviously no Gomez no Gabamin no Delf yeah um, no Coleman yeah no Coleman no Bernard yeah Bernard recovering from an injury that starting eleven you know I I know you have got no right to beat anyone in mm. the Premier League but especially that Chelsea team coming here and let's remember that Chelsea team have won more points away from home than they have at yeah. Stamford Bridge Very good they've been in great form they played some really good football we had no right to beat them 3-1 yesterday
0: no but he was getting in the stars wasn't he
2: no I totally you, you know I'm absolutely chuffed a bit with so Duncan I really am um, you know he is an Everton legend and rightly so you know he's, he's a hero for a lot of us from our generation isn't he and um, you know t- Whilst well, obviously you know respects the Silver and you know the dignity he's shown, he's shown nothing but class and his team actually in you know since he's gone. But Duncan's come in. He's said had what a very small turnaround to do that, and he's kept it simple. Hasn't he? he's kept it simple. Yeah. Um, and you know his histrionics on the side and things like that. It, it felt like a throwback, didn't it? It felt like a throwback being back. You know, back at Goodison and and loving going the game and everything else. And he just he lifted the whole place pretty much. Obviously the players. Delivered what they delivered, but you know, credit to Duncan there. Nah, I and so even if that's his only game, I mean, you know, I think we're all a bit emotional, weren't we? I mean, he, he was emotional, wasn't he? I yeah. Mean, it's incredible, absolutely incredible, really.
0: I think, I think when, when the third, when the third went in, but when you, when you see his celebrations for with World the ball boys, boy, but with the seven the third with the ball boys, oh I was, I was, I was gone. You were gone. I was totally <laughs> gone. I'm like, I'm, i like, Danny's holding himself together again when he's watching the football, and it was so hard. I, th- I think it's probably the frustration of the last probably couple of months. Um, seeing one of your, your heroes from when when you were growing up showing the same emotion that he showed as a player um, knowing that you've got someone for the short term at the moment in charge of the side who if over anything he will demand he will demand pride he will demand effort and he will demand that they play for the shirt and that's they're the three things that Duncan Ferguson will demand but what I will say and we we touched on this before we recorded. We went four four two, but it wasn't just all blood and thunder and what have you. We, we we did at times. Look at that first goal. We played with a little bit of style at times. like thought that first goal it wasn't really broken down a great deal when when you you look at back you look back at it on match of the day and what have you. But I thought it was fantastic That
1: that was the most pleasing thing for me, that we didn't just try and defend for the whole 90 Mm. minutes because I think we would have gotten done and we would have ultimately lost the game. When there was opportunities to go forward, we didn't just go forward, we went forward numbers. You're talking like five or six players throwing themselves forward and then everybody battling to get back. And I thought it was great that at home you know, we still went out and attacked. We sat off,
2: didn't we, and played on the counter. But when we did counter, we countered with menace, I think. <clears throat> You're right with that goal. Uh, I mean, it was like 70 30 possessions, so Chelsea did have a lot of the ball. But I did think, you know, when we, we carried a threat when we went forward, um, you are right. When Charleston nods that in, there is about five players in the box. I mean, Calvalloen had it, if he, he didn't have it.
0: Mm.
2: Uh and where we was on the back stick. Great cross by Sadibi, by the way, who I thought was absolutely excellent. He was hauled off after 30 minutes, and rightly so in the derby. And I thought he was absolutely outstanding yesterday. He was like, you know, flying into attack, aggressive. Um and obviously again, what a ball in again. Mm-hmm. Um and Richardson what's that combo now? They've they have they they yeah, yeah. So that's a great cross on the run that. Yeah. And, and and it's a good finish as well. He's so good in the air, Richarlison. Um one of my worries is that with Silver going and this is yet to be seen yet, but you know, would it affect people like certainly him, you obviously looked up to Silver. But um one thing with Richarlison he clearly loves the club, doesn't he? He really does. Well he signed his new
0: deal, didn't he, over the course of the week as well. Uh, this this new five year deal till twenty twenty four and I mean whether whether or not Marco Silva was a factor in that and, and Marco Silva remaining evident manager was a factor, but you know, as as a footballer, you, you can't be glued to one manager, you can't go where one manager goes. you, you know, you have got to do the best for your career. Um I think what will probably help things with Richarlison is if Duncan Ferguson stays on in a coaching capacity which I'm sure that he probably will to be honest with you because they're going to want to maintain a little bit of stability there
2: yeah, For all the people by the way saying that as well what's he doing he's seen our four managers and all that you know what I mean I tell you what D- I think if, everyone Ferguson would have been is told those words a bit yesterday He
0: is told what's a to coach by the mind that he works for it's as simple as that that's how it works he's employed by everything he's in, he's almost employed by the manager to, to basically instill his ideas into training and that's what he does so he had the chance this weekend, really. You know, he had such a, a short turnaround to do it. He had the chance to, to put his imprint on, on that Everton side. And it was a Duncan Ferguson performance,
1: wasn't it? I don't think he's got enough credit for, for how he set mm. the team up, as you say, with such little time. But also, there were quite a few subtle and not so subtle tactical uh, tweaks that people noticed yesterday. So a big one was, the, you know, the shift back to man marking at all yeah. set, set pieces. So, man each you know, taking responsibility, yep. no hiding place on the pitch. Another was uh, set-pieces, so gilfie Sigurdsson and Luca Dean were no longer taking the longer set-pieces, mm-hmm. saw, we saw Mason Holgate take a couple, and Schneidlin as well, uh, play the diagonals into the box, so he's, he's clearly gone back, not so much to basics, but I think just to doing the fundamentals right. I didn't see mm-hmm. one short goal
0: kick, by the way, yeah. where we have the two centre-hives in the box Look. I didn't see any of that. I don't mind that, though.
2: I mean, if you, a lot of teams play that way now. If it's done properly, you can you can can't expose teams if you get out of that little press. But you are right. You went back to basics. You kept very much... The, the, the team clearly out of shape. Didn't yeah. Clearly out of shape. And um, they, they, were, they were drilled into kind of saying, look, don't lose your shape. Stay in, make make your hard up. Because every time there was a loose ball, we seemed to win every 50-50, didn't we? Every oh, we 50-50. We? Yeah. You know, almost the opposite of some of the other games we've been in. Uh, picked up every second ball we just harried them because they they, they they played pretty well Chelsea let's have yeah. it right I mean they knocked it about even though we, what was it we'd done the most tackles of any 37 season, tackles
0: well, the, the most tackles of any Everton team since 2008, 2008 yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. 37 tackles the most obviously of any Premier League side this season that tells you all that you need mm-hmm. to know about, about the commitment of the players and again we question we'll Where's the commitment under Marco Silva? But you always get that bounce, mate. You, no, you always
2: we, do. I mean uh, what I don't want us to fall into and, and maybe this is I'm not trying to put a, a, you know, take the shine off it a little because it was a great win and we were all chuffed to bits with it, and we needed it. Um you don't want us to do what United have done, you know I mean, have a bounce effect, then get Ollie in. Ollie at the wheel. Ollie at the wheel. Yeah, you know what I mean? Fern's F- F- comment. But do you know what I mean? We don't want to kind of fall into that sort of trap of getting the bounce and as soon as the players know then, okay, now he's in perm, and then drop our levels again, do you know what I mean? Which obviously clearly happened at United. Uh, I mean, he was only literally probably a game away from the sack the other day, isn't he? And they turned turned the corner again for like the fifth time. But, um, you know, credit to Dunk. I think, you know, he's, he's, like you said, Pete, in the short time he's had, he's he's set us up, you know, um, and he's made us, you know, Hard to beat, loads of passion. I mean, that is a classic Everton performance, really. If, if you're going to say there's an Everton way at Giddison, that's the Everton way at Giddison, isn't it? When the crowd is involved. When yeah, the Chelsea. crowd are involved, and, and, the, and, and Lampard said it himself, didn't he? As soon as he got the early goal, we just knew it. The crowd were involved then. Mm-hmm. And then you knew it was going to be an epic battle from there because mm. they carried the rest of that team. You can see the players, and it? The difference it makes to the players as well. Yeah, it's, it's such a fine line between, like, you know, like we saw against Norwich, where mm. chalk and cheese, mm. where the crowd are almost detrimental to the team because obviously we're absolutely fuming the way they're playing, mm. So then the opposite of that, where they're riding a wave and everyone wants the ball. It gives them
0: an extra 1 or 2%. Oh, and God, and I mean, that's, that's the a difference between winning or losing a game at time, isn't
2: it? Yeah. That's and that's it. a bit of my nothing more than Carver Lewin's performance, mm. who I thought that's his best performance in an Everton shirt, isn't
1: it? I I mean, not getting carried away, but I think that's a fundamental quality of a winning side. I think you look at Man City this season. I think a big reason they're not picking up as many points is they're not as nasty. Mm. And when Josie Mourinho first took over at Chelsea, and that Chelsea team became utterly dominant. First and foremost, they bully they're the aggressive. opposition. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they win everything. From, from they were, backwards. Yeah, they yeah. were an aggressive team, and I don't think Everton have been aggressive enough this season. So it was great to see it yesterday. Like said about
0: picking up on what you said in regards to Calvert Lewin. A lot stemmed from him. Yeah. I thought, I thought, I thought so he went every header, didn't he? Chased everything. I mean, no, he's good at, I always see this. He's, he's great in the air and he can hang in the air. I don't think Zuma or Christensen won a header all game. I, I, think, bu- th- I think he bullied him. Certainly, oh, Christensen, he threw him around a bit a few times, <laughs> didn't he? Do you there know was I mean? Yeah, there was, there was one where the ball had well gone and he just barred like ice instantly, which I loved that. And when we put him into the Hordens, I loved that as well. But they didn't want to know, did they? No, didn't they didn't want to know. They, 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 and, you know, you know we cared to him and he was great for us, you know, the, the second yeah, half. He of right, got a good reception. He yeah. did, but but he was he was poor yesterday. And But I think a lot of that was down to the fact that Calvert-Loon didn't give him a minute. And your Charlton, because the two of them worked worked hard and, you know, they put him under pressure. Uh, but Calvert-Loon was, was great and there was one, that one, in the first half where the ball got played long and he chested it. And then got played in, was it by Walcott yeah, wasn't he? He did a bit, uh, did a bit yeah, but, yeah. but that's great, a great set of forward play. Because the thing he he's chested it and gone. He hasn't just chested it and just yeah. stood there. Lovely he's, ball by Walcott as yeah, well. Yeah, like. Walcott had another one who mm-hmm. I thought had like a good game. Worked, worked worked back, worked hard. You know, we he could have scored uh, in the second half, but you know we, we, he was heavily involved in the game. Um but so, worry for me is boys just just a caveat of that with it. Yeah, you, like I so said, you get
2: this bounce effect. The, the crowd obviously then responded in kind to the way the players turned up and things like that. And that, that's when Goodison's at his best. <laughs> My worry is you can't play like that every week, though, can you? I mean, they lived off adrenaline there. I mean, you 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 both said the same at half time Can we keep this legs up mm. for the second half?
0: They'll be they be <coughs> sore as so, like The players, to be barely sore. They because yeah, well, cause adrenaline
2: had gone through. that. yeah. It's yeah. yeah, yeah, like Seamus Cole when he came back after that injury and yeah, that type yeah, of yeah. thing. You know, you're, you're yeah. running on, on on adrenaline completely. You know to play that way every game especially with the christmas fixtures coming up and that's going to be difficult isn't it and we haven't, um,
0: haven't really got a side that we can rotate massively at the moment no. because of i mean we're sure we could deal with yeah, yesterday Walcott again muscular went injuries broke down later on. so these are the kind of things which this time of year especially the start to occur obviously we've got united next sunday uh, we've got the, the league cup game against leicester that midweek arsenal Boxing Day game, then a game on the twenty eighth, so we and a New Year's Day. So it just comes thick and fast, doesn't it? Um but we have got a as as Duncan Ferguson said before, the game and after the game, you know, it's it's one game at a time. It's not about him. It's you know, it's it's just about we needed three points against Chelsea and we got three points against Chelsea and that's the most important thing. Take away with, you know, the current managerial situation. Duncan Ferguson said I will do this job for as long as the club need me to do this job yeah, for. Superb. And, superb yeah. and you know, you can see. And, and, and I he wanna, loves the club, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. He's one of us, really, is he, really, to well, be honest. Well, yeah. I, I want to go back to him because the amount of stick to the got over the last so many years in terms of what, what does he do and what have yeah, you. You saw him, the the full-time whistle went yesterday. He came onto the pitch. Just look at, it, look at the man's eyes. He's glazed over. I mean, you saw obviously what he was—he was, he was round the crowd up after the game, wasn't he? And, and you know, had his uh, his wristband on, didn't he, under his season? Yeah. you know, that's Duncan Ferguson, and that—that's exactly what he gives you. That's what he's all about. So, yeah, he's a throwback. Yeah, you know, he's one of our one of our heroes in the nineties. But what he will what he will give you is is commitment, and he will demand that and well, he player. said every uh, blade you, of glass every blade of glass yeah, Sorry. He, yeah he said that didn't he and, and that's what, and that's what had we have to do got. against yeah. a very good Chelsea side because Lampard's done really well with that side you know going forward you can see they've got quality with, with, with uh, Pulisic uh, Mason Mount looks a real player yeah. um, well, yeah. Yeah, Willian Kovacic Look, looked good obviously scored, scored a cracking goal they've got quality throughout that side and to, to beat them 3-1 I think it was just written in the stars and like you say we've probably got 300 gentlemen Um it's sometimes when you do make a managerial change, it can refresh things a little bit. But it's where we sort of go post-Chelsea, how long it now takes for the new manager to be to be installed, and whether we see big Duncan charge at Old Trafford. It'll be interesting
2: too. that. It will be interesting. Uh, I do think you're right. I think winning that game will take the pressure off in terms of finding the right person. You know, he um, may well take over. You know, I wouldn't be surprised, to be honest. Um, but if, the, if, if that game is his only sort of day in the sun, if you like, then... I'm so chuffed for him because yeah. he absolutely loved it and, and it's just what we need is a shot in the arm. Um, you know, cause like you said off air then, Pete, I mean, what Silva Silver be thinking like looking at that guy, yeah. where have you lot been? Mm-hmm. Especially Morgan Schneider, that's a, you know, that's a throwback to his first few months of the yeah. club. I mean, he was everywhere, wasn't he? He was you know? brilliant yesterday. He was, he was absolutely everywhere. Flying his yeah. tackles, aggressive. Um, I thought, you know, I mean, I will came in for a bit of stick. I thought he had an indifferent game he, he, what he gives you, he just gives you something else. will be for me. I think he, he, he spots the pass, doesn't he? Well, um, well, to be fair, I know he struggled a bit yesterday, but he does. Duncan highlighted straight away. In his he did mention game, him, his game. Yeah, he? Yeah. Said,
0: in terms of his pressing and the pressure he put on Chelsea, while well, we were second to none. And that's what sometimes fans don't see. I know it wasn't his best game sort of, from a creative point of view, yeah. but in terms of the, the work ethic and, and putting him under pressure and what have you, that's what Ferguson demanded, that's what he gave him. And, you know, you've got to take the positives. You know, he was on all game. He worked hard. And in the end of the day, you know, he's he's number 10. And where he was playing again yesterday is not his best position. We know that. And we know it restricts him. And until we, we get to the point where we get sort of a bit more cover in centre-mid, um, we're not probably going to see him there a great deal because Sigurdsson's having to play at the moment because of the fact we, we are short. And... Um, but lot, before, otherwise he
2: wouldn't be playing tickets and he's way out of form he is,
0: like he is. Out of form. but to end this I just want to just one player that I want to just pick up on who I thought was fantastic yesterday was Mason Holliday, because mm. he's been he started when he came back into the side he, he did really well he's had a couple of different games I think but against Chelsea I thought he, he was the, the senior partner in that partnership I thought he got Michael Keane out of trouble a couple of times and he's another player he's another example of what sort of hard work and commitments can actually get you because I thought he, thought he was
2: fantastic. Yes, he's a leader in he, Mason, I think, He's showing you know. it. He, he'll yeah, he'll go on to be a leader. You saw him in the chain uh, sorry in the tunnel before we went out, give shouting it, giving yeah, it. Yeah. You know, he's a confident young lad, isn't he? Sometimes overconfident yeah. that's where he gets into trouble because he switches off. But I think you are right, I thought he had a really good game yesterday. Yeah. He made some great blocks, he was everywhere. That tackle
0: on Mount. Oh Set superb out.
2: tackle that superb tackle. And then uh, he, he put a great block in as well, I forget who it was, the Chelsea lad who was in on the left uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but that um, was
0: Mount again, wasn't it? Was it Mount again? Mount, it? Mount yeah. hit it and he's blocked
1: it and then um, Asper hit the rebound and picked it yeah. over, hasn't he? It was the type of game that suits Holgate more. Yeah. I think he's, he struggles more when you know we play higher line and it's those balls that are threaded through. He's, he seems to struggle a bit more positionally and mm-hmm. I know he's young, but we've had the question a few times on the podcast, haven't we? Is he good enough for Everton? And yeah. Will he sort of make the grade? So I thought he had a great game, but I think for me the questions around Mason Holgate to be answered across the course of the season yeah. really where agreed we've, we've and we
0: still need to address that void at centre half because obviously Meena was injured yesterday he go back in to
1: for in January Price will
2: be lower now after that performance. <laughs> it will. Well, so the, the, and, and and the, it's been the transfer
0: ban's now, now being lifted for Chelsea, so they're expected to spend a bit of money in January. Now, whether Lampard, he's, I can't see him going, going on a massive spending spree, but they are linked with, with Nathan Ackie, believe it or not, who went off injured for Bournemouth he's yesterday. Like but they're, they're linked with him. Um, so if they're buying centre-halves, then the potency is no future for Kurt Zouma. But also, we, we can't just assume that the new manager who comes in is going to want to go and buy Kurt Zouma. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there is other center hearts out there I'm sure but that that's a question for another day but what we're going to discuss now is the United game on Sunday and whether Big Dunk is still going to be in charge back to the final part of this week's Unholy Trinity podcast where we're going to look ahead to, to the next fixture on the busy December calendar which is, is a way old Trafford next weekend uh, against the United side who have turned things around in the last couple of games haven't they with great wins against Tottenham um, in mid and and they went away to the SCIs yesterday and, and I thought we're, were fantastic against Manchester City yeah first half they were um, they really
2: caused some problems on the counter, didn't they? They got loads of pace on the counter. But like I said before, um, Solskjaer was on the verge of being sacked because they, Cause they mm-hmm. were dreadful before the Spurs game. Um, who did they play before that? They lost, was it Sheffield United or something? They were 2 0 down or something like that. Um, he's seen the game round didn't he? Yeah, yeah he, he finished 3 3 in the end, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, if they lose that game, he's on the verge of being sacked, does not he? Yeah. Because yeah. they were 2 0 down and struggling and they scored 3 in the space of 5 6 minutes, didn't they? Um, but then they have to, to, to turned the a mini corner there. Uh, Rashford looks like he's on on form at the minute. That worries me a little bit. Same with Martial, who always scores against us, doesn't he? Mm. I mean, I'll never forget that goal in, in, in at Wembley. But um, yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird one because obviously at Goodison, with the way we performed the other day, if we were playing them at Goodison, I really fancy going there, going to their place where their tails are up, mm. especially on the back of a derby win. It's going to be a tricky game that. Um, yeah, obviously they're, they're going
0: going into it with bags of confidence aren't they the, the, um, the tails are right up aren't they and it's the first derby they've won in a while that as well um, after so many years of, of city dominance in terms of obviously winning the league and Sophie's and what have you United have, have been almost a poor relations in a way um, but they've, they've massively massively turned things around United and in the last couple of weeks it's amazing what a couple of wins can do for mm-hmm. you especially this season with the league table the yeah. way that it is You know, where are they now fifth so they, they? I'll tell you now um, Yeah, just behind Chelsea yeah are they? so, the yeah. so they're, sit, they're sitting fifth on 24 points now we've got seven seasons so we're seven points off fifth which mm-hmm. is just how poor have we been this season on the whole and we're seven points off fifth but what what frightens me with United is, is that from three almost with yeah. Rashford, Martial and James or Pacey mm-hmm. or yesterday on the counter, they were, they were fantastic. I know City, this season, I think at the back, and that fellow playing left-back, a competition winner, I don't know how he's getting a game from Man City, yeah. because he's absolutely appalling. What is it? Antonio, his name? Yeah, someone like that, isn't it? Or yeah. Ange- Angelino. Angelino. Yeah. Um, Antonio. Um, but they're, just, uh, they're still hit and miss, though. They're still inconsistent, and that's what gives me a little bit of hope. But I do fear, from a sheer pacing and counter-attacking point of we, view, we, we could we could suffer a little bit next week also and the way we
2: set up because I think City, the way City play loves to dominate the ball and that mm-hmm. plays into United's hands that, because obviously they're just going to wait wait for the right time to break and they break on you if we play very similar to where we played um, against Chelsea yeah. then I, I genuinely think we're nullifying their pace a little bit don't leave the space in behind um, you know, and that's the way to you know, almost like let you have the ball you're the home team and then try and counter. them I don't know mm-hmm. what you think but
1: I think it can be hard to do it uh, <clears throat> at Old Trafford because it's such a big pitch I think people forget sometimes how small and narrow Goodison Park is as a space mm-hmm. and I think it's quite easy to set up with a, a narrow shape you know two banks of four or four and a five and sort of shut an opposition out I think at Old Trafford it's much much harder to do uh, so there'll be more space to exploit Andy Marshall loves a game mm-hmm. against Everton he's almost guaranteed to score isn't he <laughs> um, Less of that, Pete. Less of that mindset. Yeah, but but it, it looks, for me, that Manchester United have started to click a little bit and I think probably the best thing that could have happened for them is to leave Paul Pogba out of that squad. Mm-hmm. I just think they're a better team without him.
0: Well, they, they've, got, they've got a little bit. because Obviously, what Solskjaer has done quite well is he's, he's trusted youngsters, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. I know they, they spent big money on Man but he's still a young lad. He you can defend that boy, man. Like, yeah, right? he, he, he played, played against very well yesterday. 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 Yeah. Mac um, McT- uh, is getting quite a... Quite yeah. a few games, isn't he? And and you know he does does a particular job for them. Obviously, James they brought in, and and he's playing well. He's he's a constant threat all the time. He's he looks a a real player, the kid. But I think a lot depends on who's in charge as well. For Everton uh, next next Sunday, because I'm, I think Ferguson will be. I think that as we said before, he's probably bought the board a little bit of time with the with the win against Chelsea. There's there's no need to panic and no need to rush. Ferguson said himself he'll do the job for however long the, the club wants to do the job for. Um but I think he'll probably still be in the dugouts. They might announce him, the manager maybe the day before, maybe on, on the day itself, but I think Ferguson will be the dugout against Man United and and rightly so. Let's let's set up again and show a little bit of commitment and passion because I'm not unbeatable. It's not Man United of ten years ago. This this is a side who as much as they play some really good stuff. They also play some really poor stuff as well, so it just depends yeah. what United turn up on, what Everton turn up on, on the day.
2: Well we hammered them at Goodison last year. Oh, fantastic. We absolutely yeah. battered them yeah. you know Solskjaer was on the verge of potentially going out then. Yeah. Um, but they'll so. remember that, won't they? Him? They'll remember that. They'll remember that, yeah. But, I mean obviously, and obviously they weren't in nowhere near the form they are in now. But um but yeah, I think um I think they'll have patience with Solskjaer. I think they'll stay with him. Their fan base are a bit split on him. Some are saying, "Look, give give the guy time. Yeah. He needs time." To, similar to us, time to turn it round, time to sign the right players, time to sort out a mess um, by playing youngsters. That gives him time because it's a ready made excuse if they're losing. Mm-hmm. Then so he's like, I'm, "I'm giving the kids a chance mm-hmm. here." So that pacifies some of the fan base. Um, but you know, we we'll go into it on the back of a really good win against, mm-hmm. um, like you said, Peter, a, a team that are really good away from home. Let's hope we, you know, let's hope Dean's back. Let's hope you know it's it's not as bad as we fear there. I think Leighton is coming out of the coals to play 90 minutes is a big ask. Um, let's hope Walcott again on a pitch like that where he's pacing behind, you know, let's hope, let's hope he's fit and he can play as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like Bernard to play as well. Bernard to start maybe. I think it's
0: um, time probably that if he's he, obviously he played an hour in the derby. Yeah. He came on yesterday. Um, he's so good on the ball, isn't he? Yeah, he, 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 he did is. well when he came on yesterday.
2: Yeah. It well. He's,
0: he's one of those players. Who he's, he's got minutes basically in the last couple of games, so maybe it's time to say, "Well, give us a, give us an hour from mm-hmm. the from the start," because he can go in a four four two if it's if that's the way it's going to be and play on, on the left hand side. Um, and he tracks as well, doesn't he? he's not a luxury player, is he? Yeah. He does track defensively. He's, he's good, I think, uh, Bernard. But that that's one obviously the Ferguson and we'll be we'll be looking at. Um, but I think a lot depends on whether Walcott is is fit is probably key. Um, I think you will start with Richarlison and, and Calvert-Lewin up top, there's no need to change that, mm-hmm. um, if, if of, course, of course he is in charge.
2: He's the most informed player at the minute Richarlison, I really like the way he's playing. Um, oh yeah. He's definitely the positive light in the team at the minute, he looks like he's going to score, he's scored three-headed goals now. Has he got five in the last six or something like that? Well, so he
0: scored four and five hasn't he? He, we, we've said it for a long time with him. He just he just comes alive in the box, and he's he's our most natural finisher. I mean, for for someone, you know, he's not he's, he's not smaller like at Charleston but he times his jump so well, doesn't he? I mean look at the headers he scored the one against Wolves. is probably the best one for me this season, where he's just got above. Is it Willie Bolly who's an absolute man mountain because he timed the timed the jump and the run so well. And he was in great header against Lincoln, away from obviously away from home. He scored the uh, the header against obviously. Uh, Chelsea, Liverpool yeah. in midweek. He's aggressive though, isn't he? He's, yeah. He's, if you're gonna win a ball
2: and yeah, t- Tim was great at you know, you have you almost you've got to be fearless think, I, I might get clattered here, I yeah. might get headbutted off after of the ball and that mm. so but he goes in with aggression, doesn't he? And he yeah. and he wants to win it. I mean that yeah. header against Chelsea, yeah, he's made it look easy, but he's got right above Christensen there, mm. bullied him and then banged it in the corner. Yeah, so yeah. you know, he's he's he is a very you know, very good player, good movement in the box, looks sharp. I think they'll be worried about him. He scored against some at Goodison as well, scored mm-hmm. a great goal there, a little scissor kick. So I think um it will be an interesting game, you know, the fact we're going it's, it's weird what a week a week does, isn't it? You know? Yeah. It's a long you know, time of football. As it, they say. Is, it is. Uh we go in there now randomly with a bit of confidence. Um and look, if we can get a result, even if we get a get a point, we're taking something into the into the next game, aren't we? Mm-hmm.
0: Um who have we got after United? Is it is it's it? Leicester in the Cup. Is it which yeah, is which is a real home. Yeah, which is a real pivotal time of the season for us um, and it's, a, it's going to be a, a busy obviously Christmas period gets busy anyway but for, for, um, for the club it's going to be a real busy time and something you know that, that cup competition holds real importance for us when you look mm-hmm. at the other sides obviously the, the other finals are strong as well Liverpool are going to be playing the kids against Villa so that could be a total write-off for them because the the squad that they're taking to this World Club Cup all the big players are going they're not leaving anyone at home so you'd assume they've got a great chance to get through. So it opens things up, doesn't it? Uh, we've got to take it seriously. We we showed as much as we got beat by Leicester. We we did uh, at times cause some problems, and we can cause some problems, especially at Goodison Park. Um, but that's really important. But we need to, you know, as Ferguson says, it's one game at a time. Next game's Man United. As you said, Lee, we go there with with a with now with some confidence. Um, the players are maybe now a little bit buoyed. Uh, so to speak and let's just hope we get a couple of players back from injury um, to, to pad our squad out a little bit so I mean obviously we saw Umar Nias on the bench I know yesterday which is a strange one he well three strikes on the bench I, don't know, I know I know but okay it was maybe it was needs must but that's, that's when you think you're looking at well okay Anthony Gordon why isn't he on the bench there mm. instead of Umar Nias? Um I know Dennis Odenigran was there wasn't on the bench you know th- these are the kind of players that we need to be giving a bit of. if we are struggling in terms of numbers let's give the kids let's give the kids a chance but that's for another day let's let's see how we get on so let's finish with our usual predictions Lee um, I uh, I think it'll be a score draw I think
2: um, I can see it being 1-1 or something like that I think they're playing with confidence we're going into it on, you know a shot in the arm I think we'll sit off them if Ferguson still uh, manager by the way I think we'll sit off and play very similar you know yeah. nullify the space try not to let them get in behind us uh, which is when they're dangerous I think you ask them to play throughs and play footy they're nowhere near as good as some mm. of the other teams like City and a few others like that so yeah. I think that's the way to play them and then try and counter them and have a threat mm. um, so I can see it being a score draw um, so I'd say 1-1 one, one. and I can see with Charleston getting another goal as well
1: Please. I was going to say the same so for the sake of being different I'll tweak it slightly and I'll, I'll go with the romantic prediction. 1-0 Everton, Calvert-Lewin, Heather, Oviedo, <laughs> <laughs> hugs was, all, around. I was, I was all around.
0: Hugs all around. Oviedo,
2: was was yeah. at that game when he scored yeah. that because that was a hoodoo that we broke there for years, wasn't
0: yeah. it? Yeah, um, 2013, yeah, it? Yeah, it's great Just game. like just at the anniversary of that game because I think it was the 4th of December, something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that, that's just gone past. Great um, game, that. Let, let's, you know, it's possible. Um, I think it'll be a draw personally. I, I think I was going to say one on myself. I just think that, both sides obviously have got, got a bit of confidence, um, we will set up and be, be hard to beat if Ferguson is in charge, but even though a new manager comes in, it's not going to instil loads and loads of changes in the space of a few days. So I do think, I do think we'll get something from the game, um, which will put us in, in a decent position going with Leicester at um, Goodson Park in the Cup, which which as I said before is such a huge game for, for our season and could be the introduction of a, of a new manager clear game as well. Well, they drew 2-2, they drew two, two, didn't they,
2: with Villa mm-hmm. at home recently.
0: Yeah. Um, that was, that was, it, was only the weekend before the Tottenham game, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, 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 yeah, so,
2: so, yeah, exactly. So, And obviously they beat Spurs 2-1, but Spurs were not at the races at all that day. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the whole thing about Mourinho coming back and all that sort of thing, they were probably up for it just for that reason Those yeah. they were players. Um, but I think, um, you know, you've got to remember that it was only... Like a week ago when Villa went there and got a point, yeah. maybe he could have got more out of it. So, mm. you know, I think you can. If we can, you know, if we can nudge ourselves in front, the crowd will start getting on their case a little bit. You know, it is very much teeter on the edge. We've got a few major United fans and they say the same. You know, it's not, there is a real mix in the, uh, sort of split in the crowd at the minute to how yeah. the team's playing and, and the manager and everything else. Um, so let, let, let's see. Hopefully, we'll go there and get some in. It'd um, be great to go there and get something. Before the cup game, isn't it? And go into that cup game on the back of a result. Hopefully, because um, that's a really big game in it now. Leicester, in it. Yeah. I mean, if you can get into the semis, there. Uh, anything
0: um, can happen, can it? I know, yeah, I know, it's, I know it's, it's two-legged, but anything can happen over the course of two legs. And oh, is it two legs? Is it semi finals, Always two legs. In the league, oh, not but, not the next. Not no, the quarter, no, 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 sorry, no. no. no yeah. finals, yeah. Sorry. So, yeah. so if you if you can if you can get through, then it's yeah. It's a big it's a big deal, isn't it? Um. But let's see what happens. Let, let's hope for, uh, The positivity can continue. Um, over the course of this week and obviously next weekend against United so thanks for listening catch us next week we'll be post post United recording straight after no doubt because it's uh, 2 o'clock kickoff next next Sunday We're gonna, we'll look back at the United game and we look ahead to a pivotal week of the season uh, at home to Leicester in the Carabao Cup and then the, the game against Arsenal the following weekend so we'll catch you then <laughs>
1: The Unholy Trinity Podcast. Three blues. Three opinions. One Everton Podcast.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.